Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney and Doug. We talk a lot about rides. We talk a lot about food, but we don't talk a lot about shows. And so tonight we decided that we are going to dive in on all the shows that Disney has to offer at Walt Disney World in the parks. And Doug, you got a map in front of you. You got all the lists in front of you. So we're going to have you kind of walk around the park uh, and skip between them all. And we will cover our review of what the shows are if you're ever wondering, should I do this? Should I skip it? That way we can kind of give you an informed decision from our viewpoints whether it's worth your time or not. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into deciding whether you want to go to a show or not. They're, they can take a lot of time. Some you need to be real early for. Others you can walk right in. Um, some have scheduled times. Others are continuous. We'll cover all that. But the main thing is today we're just going through the map. So if you're new to Walt Disney World and all you do is pick up a map as you go in and you look at it and you go from there, well, first of all, you kind of failed. Second of all, this is what you would find in the map, um, not the times guide. Not hidden shows, not special things you got to know about, just what's in the map. Sounds good. I do love some of those hidden shows, and we'll definitely have to talk about more of those on a future episode. But these are kind of the straight shows that most people know about that we're going to be going through right now. So we're going to start in the Animal Kingdom, and we're just literally going to go through the map in order. The Oasis, there's no shows. Discovery Island has It's Tough to Be a Bug. That is the first show of the day to discuss. Derek, thoughts? I've done it a few times, and I'll probably never do it again. It's one of the shows that is in major need of a refurbishment or a retheme. It was cool the first time. It's got a little stinger. It's got a stink bug. It was very interactive, but it's definitely dated itself with an IP that I haven't watched in a good 10 years. Yeah, it could easily be... Uh changed over to Zootopia or something like that, I would think. But it's entertaining. If you never see it, I would definitely take the time to do it in the Animal Kingdom. Um, if it's your first time or second time you haven't done it. Uh, it can be scary. It can be intense for littler kids. Um, things come through the audience to stare you. Uh, Hopper's kind of intense. Um, you know, there's not many characters from the movie in it. It's just like Flick and Hopper from the movie and lots of just other bugs but it's good it's entertaining it's 3d the movie posters in the waiting area are hilarious it's a bunch of movie posters that are like spun around to the bugs world uh so it's it's pretty funny i like checking those out the little details there but overall i'd say uh go check it out it's worth it uh continuously runs so just kind of go when it fits in your schedule let's move on down the list And so that's going to bring us into the Pandora, the world of Avatar, where there are no shows. Which I'm actually still kind of surprised about. Mm -hmm. Give me a Na'vi walking around or something. And we're not going to talk about stuff from the Times Guide and, you know, hidden shows. 
Uh, but there's not even anything there. Pandora is just totally void of shows. Shows are actually really highly rated at Disney World. They're a lot of people's favorite attractions. So kind of surprising that Pandora comes up empty there. So let's move on to Africa, where we have one of the big dogs in the world of shows. Lots of people love it. And it is Festival of the Lion King. Yes, and I got to mention that this is my kids' favorite show. They wanted me to acknowledge that at all the mm. shows Disney has to offer. This one they probably talk about the most. We've done it multiple times. Uh, our trip coming up in February, they've made sure they wanted to rope drop it. I said it starts at 10, so we're not rope dropping it, but we'll probably go to the first showing. But this is kind of a Cirque du Soleil a little bit, a lot of upbeat fun. They get a lot of good crowd involvement. I've enjoyed it as an adult, and I enjoy watching my kids enjoy it as well. Yeah, and it took some stuff from the Broadway show, too. It originally was in Camp Mini Mickey as a space holder. It was just temporary, mm -hmm. and then it was just huge. It was a hit. They're filling, packing the house every day, all day. So they slowly made the theater in Camp Mini Mickey a little more permanent, and then when Avatar came along, they bulldozed Camp Mini Mickey, so they built it an appropriate theater over in Africa where it actually fits thematically uh, and it's still chugging along uh, hasn't really been updated since it started but does it need to probably not um, yeah. it can stand the test of time so yeah it definitely a must do um, if you like shows if you like um, singing a lot of live singing a lot of tumbling too so yeah it's a great show um, continuing through Africa there's really not another show, so we will head over to Asia where we find something that we just took in not too long ago, Derek, was Flights of Wonder. And I'm glad we did. We uh, got mm -hmm. lucky. We were walking by and we're like one, one minute till showtime and we, we had some time to kill, so we just kind yeah, of darted had... in there. Uh, it worked out perfect for our next Fast Pass, but really, I was impressed. I hadn't seen that show in mm -hmm. a long time, and it was funny. Uh, I learned. It was educational. I learned about the birds. Uh, they had a lot of unique species, and mm -hmm. uh, flying over the audience and getting the audience involved, it was really fun. It was, it was actually more than what I expected, and I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it definitely above my expectations. I had never been, and I wanted to do it on our trip, but I wasn't sure where we'd fit it because it is one that has scheduled show times. And we literally we had 20 minutes to kill before we could use a fast pass, and so we're like, oh, well, let's go on in. And so we sat in one of the back sections. Um, if you want to sit where the birds might fly right over your head, you need to be in the main sections. When you sit in the back, they don't fly right over you quite as much. So if you want to kind of have the thrill of a, I don't know, all the a hawk, an eagle, or owl just barely grazing over your head, sit in that front section in the middle. Um, I think that's be one of the thrills. So we were in the back. I was fine with the back, though. No problem there. You got to actually see the birds perched in the back. You could kind of guess, on, oh, that one's going over there, that one's going over here. Uh, we never see it because my oldest daughter, Samantha, is really afraid of birds. It's like... Or Ornothelia or something. Whoever is listening that knows the name of Fear Birds, just, you know, tweet us. But uh, so my first time, because we've never just let, said, sit out here, we're going. Um, maybe next time I'll say that to her. Just here, you sit on this bench. See ya. It was good. I loved it. I did too. So, all right. That is Asia. There's one other show in Asia. It's a nighttime show. We talked about it. On our nighttime spectacular, 
So go back and find that show to listen to our review of Rivers of Light. So that's in Asia. That's where the theater is. Do you need to add much to that, Derek? It's it's a night. It's a nighttime show. It, it definitely. I mean, they're already talking about revamping it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. You know what? If I think kids would. I think kids would enjoy it. I think littler kids would. It's definitely worth. It's something that I would love to take my kids to. Though, ironically, on our trip coming up, I'm not planning on it. Uh, but eventually, uh, we'll get to it again. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you won't before it changes over to something more exciting. All right. To wrap up Animal Kingdom, we head over to Dino Land, USA. I will go against the grain here and say one of my favorite themed areas of Disney World, if you actually know what they're going for in the theme there. I'll just leave that there and let people argue. Um, So in Dino Land, we see which doesn't fit the theming whatsoever, Finding Nemo the musical. No, that doesn't fit the theming at all. And no, the theater's it's kind of just weirdly placed there. right there too. It's halfway between Everest and Dino Land. It's kind of in its own space. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice long air conditioned show. Thoughts? I enjoyed the show. I, I definitely think with Finding Nemo or Finding Dory, it could definitely use a revamp. Uh, you know, or something. I think it's run its course. I didn't see it the last two trips that we were out there, if that says anything. But it, it's really it's really cool. It's got a lot of people with these interactive puppets. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it's it's one that I don't go out of my way anymore. But if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth going to. And like you said, the best part is 30 minutes of air conditioning. Yeah, it, and that's one you need to be early for. Same thing with Lion King. Uh, obviously, the flights of wonder we didn't have to be early but lion king and nemo you do need to plan accordingly it is kind of hard to see all these shows in one day at animal kingdom especially if you're not staying the whole day because a lot of the shows start a little later in the day and they don't go all the way until close so they kind of all take up that midday the time when we're taking our nap so you do have to kind of figure that out but nemo is really well done uh the songs stick in your head it's a bit dangerous that way. I just think it's really weird of all the IP stuff that they have, all the different movies. They chose Nemo to make a musical out of, which is a movie with actually no songs they sing in the entire movie. So just weird, in my opinion. But hey, let's take a, a movie and write an entire new score to develop a musical for a stage in a theme park. Well, I'm sure, like I'm sure if, more work. I'm sure if the good dinosaur would have been the knockout that I know Pixar oh. was hoping, that would have just been the perfect transition for that space being right next to Dino Land USA. It would have been, but that movie was awful. Let's just leave that nail in the coffin. All right, move on All to right. another park. Hollywood Studios. There's actually quite a few shows on the map here. Even more stuff on the Times Guide. Um, There's nothing on Hollywood Boulevard on the Times Guide, but Echo Lake. You come to Echo Lake, so that's the area just to the left as you come in where you find, like, Hollywood and Vine, 50s primetime. So let's go down the, the list here in order as it's on the map. For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing along celebration. Longest name of a show possible. I mean, it's two lines on the map. But uh, definitely need to plan appropriately. There are fast passes for this. It is uh, one of the few times I will say a fast pass is not a bad idea for a show. No, that Um, show was packed every time we've gone to it. So, Derek, thoughts 
I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was some comedy in there, which uh, definitely made it better for the adults. Uh, you know, basically it is. It's a sing-along, so they have the words on screen and the whole audience gets involved. Uh, I do think Anna and Elsa need a bigger role because mm-hmm. Elsa's only at the very end. It's like, what is that actress? Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, sorry. Uh, but no, it's a, it's a <laughs> great show. And if your kids like Frozen, because I don't know what kid doesn't really, it is definitely worth getting a Fast Pass for. And absolutely get a Fast Pass for because... Everyone goes and sees this show. Well, one, Studios doesn't have a whole lot to offer, but seriously, it was packed the the times that we've gone. Yeah, and this is one that runs fairly continuous but on a schedule, so there are times in the Times Guide, but it's just they crank it in and out there. Um, It's great. It's very funny. Um, The two hosts of the show are not characters from the movie, Um and if you ever went to like Star Wars weekends, they always hosted those Star Wars shows. Uh, they do some streetmosphere type people too. So funny people. Uh, the show changes a little bit with their humor, some jokes they make. But I was very pleasantly surprised by this. When you see Sing Along, you worry it's just going to be like the songs literally singing along. But there's more to it than that. Um, and yes, you do get a chance to let it all go at the end. Yep. All right. Next show is Star Wars Path of the Jedi. Have you seen this, Derek? I've seen it. My kids have not gotten to participate. Uh, I enjoyed it. Now, this for our trip in February, we will be rope dropping it. Yes, absolutely. No, we will. Path of the Jedi, Derek. You're thinking of oh something Jedi totally Training different. Academy, yes. That's not what I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about Star Wars: Path of the Jedi. It's a 10 minute long film that oh, was you're right. Never mind. Put together before Force Awakens. Yes, no, I so, skip that every time. I walk yeah. right by it. I I, I don't understand it's good. when people walk out of the theater. Even people are like, "Why did I see that? I already knew everything." So before Force Awakens, it was cool. Before Force Awakens came out, I saw it. I'm like, that was awesome. But the only footage it uses from Force Awakens is from the trailers, and they haven't updated it. So after seeing the actual movies, you know Finn is not a Jedi at that point. Like, they show him with the lightsaber. The show is called, you know, Path of the Jedi. They're playing off the trailer. It's like the people that put it together didn't know the actual plot of the movie either. Like, it was all kept in the dark. So dated, yes, very. Um, Hopefully this... Christmas time, it gets updated with footage from the three new movies. Let's just put a pin on it and move on. All right, next on the list, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. This is my favorite show out of Walt Disney World. All of them put together. This is it. This is the one that I love to watch. Being a huge Indiana Jones fan, it's funny. It's got a lot of movie stuff to it. They get the crowd involved. The music's on cue, and the stunts are literally spectacular. So definitely one of my must-dos when I go. Bummed that I missed it when you and I got to go this last mm-hmm. time, but yeah. uh, uh, I had just seen it, you know, the trip before then. So it's a long show. It's about 45 it minutes. Uh, so you do have to uh, have a good chunk of the day in order to see it. But to me, if you're an Indiana Jones fan in any way, shape, or form, it is a must-do. Yeah, and this is one that has a schedule, so you can plan it into your day. You want to be a little early. You can't show up at showtime. Three shows? Three or four, yeah, yeah, tops. Slow days, maybe just two. So, 
you, you don't want to show up late and get a horrible seat. I would bank about a half hour, maybe 25 minutes into coming early so that you get a decent seat, get close. Um, you'll see the stunts a lot better. Cool thing is there is some audience participation. Uh, when I was little, my brother raised my dad's hand. My dad was in the show, which was hilarious. So it's going to be tough to beat that. Um, I know Alden wants to see it when we go on our sh- trip here for his birthday. So it's on the to-do list coming up. But it's uh, almost an opening day attraction. It opened shortly after the park opened. Um, no more opening day attractions left, but this is the oldest thing running at the studio. So I, I like it. If it fits in your day, do it. Um, if you don't fit in your day and your kids don't know who Indiana Jones is, it's not a huge loss. But I also feel like you don't need to know Indy to enjoy the show at all. Do you think so? No, I, it's still great. If you like any kind of stunt shows, like the old Wild Wild West stunt show and everything, mm-hmm. this is perfect. Yeah, it it actually is the purpose of the studios, you know, teach you about movies a little bit. So, all right, Derek, now is the time for Jedi training trials of the temple. I just heard Jedi the last time and one isn't really paying attention to you. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, no, this is one that my kids will be rope dropping in February. Excited for them to do it. My daughter got to do a similar version on the cruise ship, but it's a cool show. And if your kids like Star Wars at all, they get the battle Darth Vader and get to learn how to be a Jedi and just it's cool. Yeah, so it is important to rope drop because there's only so many spots. You actually don't rope drop the show. You rope drop registration. Your kids need to be between the ages of 4 and 12. And they will ask the kids a couple questions at registration. So the kids have to go with you at rope drop to sign up. You can't just send grandma over there to do it while you run to Toy Story. Um, You have to go sign up. And you can pick a day later in the day or early. However, it can be canceled with the rain. So if you're picking like 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon in the summertime, remember the afternoon showers rolls around and then you can have like even more showers out of their tears, their eyes. It's just sad. So if you don't get there in time, they do have um, wait lists. So you can kind of hang out and wait to see if somebody doesn't show up. So all is not lost. There are lots of people that, you know, especially later in the day, give up on the day and head home. People get tired and cranky. So it's a way to get into it. Now, the show itself has been changed to where it's themed after Star Wars Rebels from Disney XD. Uh, you do fight an Inquisitor. So brush your kids up on Rebels before you go. Otherwise, be like, who's this Inquisitor person? What is that about? Um, but watch the first couple seasons of Rebels to really get that under wraps the last season season three they did not do much with inquisitors so it's kind of funny they remodel this show to fit the inquisitors in and then that show on tv goes a different avenue and doesn't do anything with inquisitors for a whole season so we'll see season four is about to come out we'll see if inquisitors are back but it's a great show my kids loved it they've done it multiple times um it's a must do if you have star wars fans that are between four and twelve not much fun to watch if your kids aren't in it, I'm just going to say that. Although the Jedi Masters are entertaining, they are funny. So, I mean, you could. You could watch it. Have you watched it, Derek? Oh, yeah, multiple times because my kids are now finally old enough to, to do it. And so we had, had to watch it before they were old enough. And they're excited. Right. So, Well, let's move along to the former Muppets Courtyard, soon to be named Grand Park. And we find... 
Muppet Vision 3D. I love that show. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's uh, definitely on my list to do the next time we go. But it's a great 3D show, especially when 3D was new. Uh, it was mm. definitely mind blowing. Uh, the yeah, effects were really opened. great. Yeah, it was. It was. It was packed. I just remember uh, having to wait in some long lines because we went uh, not far after that show opened, and it was kind of the the hot ticket and. Definitely had to wait a couple shows before you get in. So Yeah, there's a big queue. Um, usually not too hard to get in now. You usually get in the next show. There's yep. a nice waiting area. They entertain you. Gonzo does all kinds of crazy things. Um, lots of neat props to look at in the waiting area, the pre-show staging. Um, I'm surprised on the, on the, uh, the map here that it doesn't say 4D because there's stuff exploding in the theater – um, people come through the theater. It's not just on the screen. It's not just in 3D. Um, turn around at the end and look at the back of the theater. The Swedish chef is up to all kinds of no good. I, I like it. I usually do it every trip. Didn't do it with you, Derek. We, uh, we're on a timeline, yep. I guess. We went to the great movie ride instead. That was really the debate, I think, at that point. But um, And now yeah. I'm glad we, we chose wisely. We did. We did. Theater, so. All right. Next area is Commissary Lane. Which, first of all, everybody just went, where's Commissary Lane? What land is that? Well, it's just a street. It's uh, basically ABC Commissary and Sci-Fi, and you can meet Minnie and Mickey. So there's no shows. They're literally just a street and got a land name on the map. Hollywood Studios, you have issues. Um, Pixar Place has no shows. Um, Animation Courtyard. We got a couple over here. We're going to start in order of the map is Walt Disney Presents... Derek, have you been through there? Now, I haven't been through there since the name changed because it changed like last week. But uh, have you done One Man's Dream? I haven't. I've uh, met characters in there multiple times, but I've never actually watched the film. I do love reading all the history, but nope, haven't seen it. Yeah, so it's a self-paced walkthrough kind of museum-esque thing about not just Disney the man, but also kind of the parks see a lot of models right now they just added a toy story land model i think the star wars galaxy edge model is coming soon so you get get to kind of see what's coming what's come what's in the past and then there's a theater section so that used to be a story about walt and they rotate that in and out however the last couple times we've been it's been like a movie preview usually the next big release is getting like a eight to ten minute trailer basically um so that's where they've been doing that lately all right next show voyage of the little mermaid that is one that we seem to do on every single trip uh, because my daughter loves ariel it's was really cool when it was released because it did all the laser effects and an underwater effect really lasers yeah i know they spent like five million dollars redoing that theater and uh, definitely looked awesome when i went when i was you know, nine or whenever I went when I was the first time, but it's definitely dated itself and it needs a revamp. But if your kids love the little mermaid at all, it is great. And of course you get to see Ariel, uh, singing and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun show. And it's one that I know we will do every single time. And like some of these others in the studios, it is live performances. Um, you know, that's actually the person singing for Eric Ariel it's not a recording mm-hmm. and you know same with Sebastian and all the there's puppets for all the uh, animals so it's it's a mix of live actors and puppets it's pretty entertaining I'm gonna be honest so last time I went I fell asleep 
I it was see that hot happening. out and it was nice well, it's and dark cool in inside. that theater really dark and i was just i was out i'm gonna be honest um not that i don't like it i just man i can sleep through anything it's really a skill so all right another show in that area is a little thing known as disney junior live on stage and i'm gonna start by saying this is about the only other show that i will say a fast pass is a good idea um so what do you think about that whole area i've graduated we don't go to that anymore i am i am gonna lie to my kids and tell them that it's under refurbishment because i've seen that show so <laughs> many times uh and i give my wife a hard time because i've now seen it three times without her she's been able to get out of it uh it was not one that you and i did on our trip and you know no, what it did I, not come up either you know having when my kids were in preschool uh one still is they loved it, and it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch my kids enjoy it, dance, yes. and uh, they know Jake and the Neverland Pirates and Sophia and, uh, of course, Mickey and Minnie and Doc. So they love those characters, and it was really fun the first two times that we did it. But the last few times, it's just, I've seen it. I know it. I, it just, it's, it's overdone, but it definitely is one that you need to fast pass for because if you have kids in that one to five age range, Every parent takes their kids to that. And so uh, you have to sit. It's not the most comfortable place to sit. uh, and Sit on the floor. Sit on the floor. Uh, Your kids get to stand up and sit down every now and then. But um, I guess Usually they wind up sitting on you. Yeah. Every every parent listening to this who has a one to four-year-old, five-year-old knows this show. You you go. You do it because you love your child. Yep. So our very first trip with kids, Samantha was just about three. She was still free. But she turned three like a couple weeks later. And uh, we got done at Animal Kingdom, went back and kind of took a nap, had dinner. And they were like, what are we going to do the rest of the evening? We were taking easy. We had a two and a one-year-old. And uh, like, well, let's hop to – let's go just go check out studios. And so we went. We really didn't have a plan. We met Mickey, Sorcerer Mickey. And they were like, hey, this show's about to start. We snuck in and saw the last show of the day. It was only like half full, which is unusual. This is way back in 2008, mind you. Crowds were a little different. And just watching Samantha and Alden had just turned one, how much they danced, had fun, the smile on their face, made sitting on the floor, my butt going numb, worth every second. I am glad I graduated from it, but yet I would give anything to go back and watch my kids enjoy that, you know, the pure joy of seeing Annie on stage for the first time was like the best thing ever. And a lot of parents with little people now have no idea who Annie is She's from little Einstein's. So, I mean, I'm like three versions of this show ago, Derek. I've, I, I've been you through You know what? If this, if this show ever gets a refurb, definitely going to check it back out. Uh, you know, so if hopefully it, gets it does. Refurb, I'm going to say congratulations. I'm not going again, but it will get a refurb in the next year or two. It'll be interesting because California closed. They closed the doors on this because the puppeteers went on strike, and Disney's like, okay, we'll have a dance party. Mm-hmm. So they have a Disney Junior dance party with Sophia and Doc, and ah, it's just not the same. I feel sorry for those California kids, but then again, I don't. We got the real deal on the East Coast, so come to Florida, check it out. Um, there's so many puppets we've already mentioned around the parks where California only seems to have like the one thing using puppets. So I'm thinking the puppeteers either have a stronger union or are, like just scared to ask for anything, maybe. 
don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens down the road now that California is shuttered. Sunset Boulevard. We got a couple biggies on Sunset Boulevard. First on the list is Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Uh, a great one that still packs the crowds. Uh, it's definitely a fun show. It's definitely needs a remake or something new because it's been around since I don't even Long know. Long time. Yeah, uh, a over while. 10 years, 10, 15 years. Probably closer to 20. Yeah, so, oh yeah, I, I remember seeing it when I was really young, but, you know, I, I like it because it's kind of the uh, the cartoon characters that's in costume and the singing and the dancing uh -huh. and uh, definitely... Live actors. Yeah, live actors. Every little princess loves to watch it. We've seen it multiple times. The theater's a little warm, so oh, if you go on a hot day... We always see sweat. Yeah, it's, it's not the most fun to sit through, that's for sure, it's but... Shaded, at least. Uh, I'm really hoping, though, in the future that Tangled or maybe one of the new... Disney princesses movies can move into there because I do feel like, especially now with the live action bell, uh, it's definitely dated itself. Yeah. So it, that theater was designed with the purpose of, Hey, it'll be easy to switch this out every, you know, four or five years. And we haven't switched anything out. They've done a couple special events in there. They just got done with the uh, symphony show with Pixar. Um, that had a nice little run over the summer. But, uh, yeah, Tangled would have made sense about four years ago. The ship's already starting to sell there. Like, why revamp it for Tangled now? Yeah. The next IP could be out. Like, did you really miss the boat? Tangled music was amazing. I think it would have fit that show well. I don't think Frozen would play well in there because you couldn't control the weather. You need it to snow if you're watching yeah. Frozen. Tangled, it can be hot and steamy. All right, let's move uh, down the street the rest of the way. And a little walk to get to the theater, but it's a big theater. Fantasmic. I love it. And uh, the big news is is that California just got a revamp on theirs. So we'll see when time comes that Florida does because Pocahontas is kind of the main IP of the show. But um, it's a great show. Mickey, Dragons, all the characters, uh, some pyrotechnics. My kids love it, so we're definitely going to make sure that we do it again. It's it's one that you do sometimes want to get a fast pass for if you're in the busy time because that amphitheater, even though it is massive, does mm. fill out. Huge. And, uh, no, it's a great show. I enjoy it quite a bit and looking forward to my next trip doing it again. Though the one issue is that if you're choosing Fantasmic, uh, we talk about this in our nighttime spectacular, you don't always get Star Wars so it's kind of got to pick one or the other now. So this next trip, we're choosing Fantasmic. And then I'm going to oh. pick up both my kids and sprint oh, to Star run. Wars. I, yeah. Run, there, Run. So, yeah, we talked a lot about Fantasmic on our nighttime spectacular show. So I won't beat the uh, old horse there because it hasn't been updated since it opened, really. Um, but California just got their update. We'll see how long it takes for that to head east. Okay, we're going to hop on over to Epcot. We're going to head down that uh, river in our friendship boat or walk if it's hot out. And I'm going to force Derek to walk all the way there again. So, Future World, we're going to find a show in the Seas Pavilion. It's Turtle Talk with Crush. I love Turtle Talk with Crush. That That is one that my kids love to do. You get to ask Crush questions. Mm -hmm. Now my kids have gotten to the point because they went to the show like two or three times and they didn't get picked. 
that my oh. kids just will sit with their hand in the air as soon as they get into the theater and they don't and so yeah they now they get picked uh, they figured that out. So, yeah. uh, but no, my kids love it. I love it. I like that they've updated it with some Did. Finding Dory stuff that I wasn't expecting that. So that was a pleasant surprise on the last trip. But it's a great show, especially for kids, whether you like Finding Nemo or not. Uh, it's definitely fun to hear kind of Crush's response to some of the crazy questions like mm-hmm. my kid asking, where do you poop? Yeah, that's a great question. Where do you poop, Crush? So in, in the human tank, I don't know. So it's interactive. It's um, also on a schedule. Got to build in a little bit of time to see it. Worth doing, though, especially if you have younger children. Um, They separate you. We've talked about that before, I think, in one show. But the little kids sit up front, parents in the back. Crush entertains you. Dory comes along. You speak well. All kinds of fun stuff. Definitely see that. Also, in Future World, we're going to head to the Land Pavilion, where we will find... The Circle of Life. Now, this is a show about conservation. And if we want to talk about conservation, saving energy, saving things, this show has been saved way too long. It was outdated long ago. They're talking about the environment and the impact. And, oh, man. We could ramble on about how bad this show is. But let's just just, just say, say, don't say it. it. And we're going to move on. That's simple. Moving on. The next thing is in the Imagination Pavilion with Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival. This we're going to make pretty quick. If you don't have access to YouTube. Or Netflix even at the moment. And you really want to see the shorts that happen before the movies, go see them. Or if you really want to see the shorts on the big screen, that would be the reason to go to this. Otherwise, I mean, I, I can look it up on YouTube. I agree. They're all on YouTube. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal. That Future World shows not the best. Let's head into the World Showcase. World Showcase with shows that are actually in the map. It's, it's kind of a struggle here. We're going to get all the way to China. If we start at Mexico and we work our way to China before we hit Reflections of China, which is a Circle Vision 360-degree film. You stand for it. A lot of beautiful scenery. Uh, What else would you have to say about this one, Derek? I think it's memorable. Shows a lot of shows the Great Wall and shows a lot of cool areas of China. It's being remade right now, so that will be really interesting to see what it's like here and I, I don't remember when they said the new version's gonna come, but it sounds like they're filming it now. And so yeah. we should be getting a new one in the next year. So this might be one that, you know, if you're going soon and you wanna see the old version, get it in while you can. But yeah. if it has the tech it has dated itself, I feel like. So if you wanna just skip it and wait till the new version, there you go. Circle vision's cool, but I would just much rather have a seat to sit in and watch things i'm gonna be honest yeah. i just want to sit especially walking around the world showcase when it's hot so there there's my two cents reflections of china go see it today all right so i'm looking at a food and wine festival map so it's like oh spain all kinds of countries are in here so we don't find another show until we get to the american adventure which the name of the show is the american adventure yeah, that's all that's listed on the map. 
We did not see this on our last trip. We saw a show that is the pre-show for it, The Voices of Liberty. They're not on the map. One of the highest rated things in all of Epcot, not even on the map. They were phenomenal. I love them. Were. Yep. Yeah, like you thought I was crazy. Acapella, yeah, acapella, acapella group that sang old uh, U.S. type songs, and they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, so then you go watch the American Adventure show. It's a 30-minute show. Ironically, I've never seen it. What? I know, because... Did you fail history, Derek? No, I always felt like, you know, when I was in Epcot... Do you hate America? No, I well, no, because I live here, and You're I want to experience... You're Canadian, that's why. I'm half Canadian, but I want to, I want to oh. experience the other countries. And I'm like, America, I live here. I've been to Mount Rushmore. Why do I need to see this? So, I've I always... I need to see it. It's okay, really good. Next, next rope drop trip, you and I will go see it together. So when your kids are older, you need to make sure they see it. So now we go to it, and then we uh, text the kids' teachers and say, hey, they did something educational, just to remind them. We're teaching them stuff. But it really it really is a well-done show, uh, very good all the way through. You do actually learn a few things. It's edutainment, um, like Epcot's supposed to be. I enjoy the show, and about one out of every three trips, we force the children to watch it. So then... Let's see if there's another show, not until we get to France, where we find Impressions de France. It's a 20-minute film showing the grandeur and charm of the French countryside. I don't know if I've seen it. I, can't, I have it's no memory. I may been when a I was, while. Yeah, I maybe when I was really young, but I don't remember it. Yeah, it's been a while. I need to go. I keep trying to convince Michelle to let me, and she keeps telling me no. So I don't see Alden volunteering to go on his birthday trip where he's making all the decisions. That's a questionable decision right there by me to let him make the decisions. But, uh, yeah, you only turn 10 once, I hear. All right, let's uh, finish up the World Showcase. United Kingdom's got nothing, and we're on to Canada where we find O Canada, a Circle Vision film that's 14 minutes long. It's been recently updated. Um... Derek, have you seen this one? I haven't seen the newest one, but I have seen uh, the older one with Martin Short and was, it, was it John Candy. I can't remember who was yeah, all in I it. Yeah, I can't remember. I, when I say recently updated, I mean like a while ago updated. It's not like the opening day version. Yeah. I can't remember what I've year. Seen, but... I've, seen, uh, I've seen it a couple times. I've missed it the last – I think the last time we saw it was on our honeymoon, I'm guessing. Uh, but, yeah, being half Canadian, spending a lot of time up there uh, – Felt I always kind of just skipped it the last few trips. So I will say we were recently in Vancouver, and when uh, they redid the film a while ago, one group did this whole version of the show, what they wanted to show about Canada. And now you can, and Disney is like, yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. Nobody wants to see that. And so it's essentially like Soren over Canada. And so they have a basically they built Soren, but it's just uh, over Canada, and you can see that at Vancouver uh, Canada Place in Vancouver. Um, so you can pay twenty some dollars to go basically on Soren over Canada, but they call it flying over Canada. Just you know, I'm sure there's copyright, copyright issues. Copyright, yep. Yeah, but that was originally made for Disney, and Disney's like, yeah, no, that's like not the vision of Canada people have outside of Canada. We have to show stereotypes that was, you know, showing that there are major metropolitan cities in Canada. We need to fly over mooses. So, all right, let's hop again. 
Magic Kingdom. Are we ready for the that Magic? That was all of Epcot? Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I know. They're all uh, so we much construction going on, so. That's not even, because it's just, there's no shows on the map. Yep. There are so many shows in Epcot. Uh, there no are. There's so the many. I, whenever we do our hidden every shows. Every country. Uh, yeah, every country has a great hidden show, so that'll be a good uh, future topic we'll have to definitely talk about. Yeah, yeah yep. let's uh, move over to the Magic Kingdom. You weren't ready to hop, were you? No, I wasn't. All right. I was trying to think what was what was what we were missing. We're not missing a thing. I'm reading the map, Derek. I'm All just right. literally reading the map. Main Street, USA. Let's see. Um, there are no shows listed. There are things that happen, but evidently no shows that make There's the map. There's always a show going on in the Magic Kingdom somewhere. Something of some sort. And it's crazy because they list the Harmony Barbershop as an attraction. Like it's not a, I you get your haircut there. Um, Claire got her very first haircut there. Uh, it's not a show. It's not an attraction. But okay, whatever. All right, Adventureland. Um, the very first show we come to there is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. The one show you can take food into, especially a Dole Whip that you That's love the to take thing into. Allowed. Yep. Dole Whip or nothing. So not your sandwich that you carried around in your backpack for three hours in the heat. Just your Dole Whip. Well, this show reverted back to its old show. It was under new management. Yeah. And so I've seen both versions. Yep. Um, to me, it's dated itself. The animatronics are older. They're from the 60s and 70s. It's still a fun show, um, mm-hmm. but it's not one that I feel like I need to go out of my way to see every time. Uh, and there has been a lot of rumors in the last couple months that this is going to get a Moana remake. So I've heard that. So we'll see if that happens. I doubt it. I don't think they're going to touch it. So Disneyland, they're really big in like not touching the stuff that Walt touched. Mm -hmm. This is like the one thing at Disney world. That's like, this is the way Walt did it when they went to the under new management, like people hated it for in general. I, I agree. It was not very good. The current version, I go once every couple years, but I may be one of those people if they did a Moana overlay and kept it as singing birds, be like, first of all, birds don't sing in that movie. And second of all, Walt did that. Leave it alone. This and Carousel of Progress just kind of fixed the end. And that's good. Um, but that's later in this show. So there you go. That's our show in Adventureland is the Tiki Birds. That is the only one listed on the map. There's other things. Trust me. They're just not on the map. So if you just read the map, you're going to miss so much. So this show's not helping anybody that just reads a map, is it? All right. So we're going to head to Frontierland where we have the Country Bear Jamboree. I haven't seen that show since I was a little kid. Uh, it's been on my list to go back to and see, and it's definitely on my list of things to take my kids this next trip. But it's one that we've kind of been like, yeah, and we just miss, and we always think we'll get back, and we never get back to Frontierland to see it. Yeah, this and that is, movie well, didn't do it any justice. No, the movie was bad. Um, yeah, my kids, they we went to it, and they're like, yeah, we're okay if we don't go back. Mm-hmm. That was the consensus. Uh, we'll probably go back in the next couple of years just to remind ourselves, like, yeah, we're, we're good. We don't need to waste our time. Uh, that's one of those things that when the park's really busy, like Thanksgiving, spring break, Christmas, you go see the tiki birds, you see the bears, because that's all you can do in the afternoon. They're, they're, uh, they're people eaters. All right, now we're going to head to Liberty Square. The first one listed here is still under refurbishment because they're upgrading 
everything we're told, whether I believe that or not, we'll see. That is the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, who knows when this one will ever be done. It's been under refurbishment Three for a while. Usually it's open by now more with years. the new president. Yeah, you, you never know. They might be uh, holding off on that. They don't want any bad press or don't. someone doing something dumb in there. But uh, they have released some footage of the new Lincoln animatronics and some of the new technologies they're working on. So I can see them really revamping that over the next yeah, few they years. Are doing something. Because uh, especially with the Avatar, you know, uh, that, you know that, that almost looks real. And so what what they can do now with animatronics, bringing that it's they're going to get rid of cast members and just have robots. It's going to be Westworld. Uh, Oh, man, that's frightening. It is. We get to shoot the cast members. Then Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. That's that's the that's be the fifth theme park. Anyway, I haven't haven't seen the Hall of Presidents for a while now. Uh, I definitely do want to go back whenever it does open up. So hopefully it's by the next trip because that's when I'm planning on going. I'm yeah, it's it's it is exactly what it is. Um, nice and air conditioned. It's big. It's a nice show. Educational. Um, I'm not gonna even say edutainment. It's straight up educational. My sister made us all go on our last big family trip. Otherwise, it it had been a while since I'd been. I fell asleep. I was really tired, hot. The air conditioning was wonderful. But you should go see it. I slept through it, but go see it. Maybe stay awake. All right, let's head to Fantasyland. So, first up, we have Mickey's PhilharMagic. Uh, never get a fast pass for this one, even though no. they offer fast passes because it's never more than a five-minute wait. But it is a great show. I love it. Uh, we didn't go this last time, you and I, Doug. Or, no, um, we didn't. But I do we weren't like to... in the Magic Kingdom that much. No, really. we weren't. But I do love to take my kids to it. It's a great time to sit down. It's a good rest. It's like a 20-minute show. Um, you know, it's it definitely bringing back some characters you remember. And Donald... I don't know why it's Mickey's PhilharMagic, because he's barely in the movie. Donald's kind of yeah. the main character, cool. so... Mickey's supposed to be directing the symphony. Yeah. Um, but Donald kind of gets in the way, gets the sorcerer's hat. Shenanigan happens. And then at the end, Mickey, you know, comes saves back. the day. Yeah. Oh, we so just spoiled like the whole show for everyone who hasn't seen spoilers. it. Spoilers. Yeah. Don't get a fast pass, but definitely check it out, especially if you have little ones. Yep. Next show is Enchanted Tells with Belle. Now, I'm going to call this a show. Other people will call it a very elaborate meet and greet. But it is most definitely a show. It's a uh, show. Yeah. And it's so, a great show. It's one that you absolutely need a fast pass for because mm-hmm. it definitely uh, – those fast passes, you don't get a fourth fast pass for. It's really cool. Got a cool wall effect. I know we've talked about in this show before. You walk through the wall. Uh, you do get to have that one-on-one time with Belle. But you get to act out the story. Uh, the adults get picked. The kids get picked. It's really fun. Uh, I know my daughter loves it. I know we're planning on doing it again. Uh, I think it's now been a must the last few trips that we've taken. So especially if you have little princesses, this is one that they will absolutely enjoy. Yeah, it's a great show, great time. Uh, They have photo pass there as well. Um, If you don't get picked for a main part, don't, don't fret. It's not the end of the world. You still get a little side part, and you still get to meet Belle at the end. However, if you want to meet Belle at the end, you do have to accept your little piddly part that's off to the side because they usually just do the people with characters that get to meet them. So 
Do take the little piddly part. Don't have a pity party. All right. Other shows in Fantasyland. Um, Pete Silly Sideshow is listed. Not a show. It is a character meet and greet. Don't be confused. And that's it for Fantasyland. Now we're going to head into Tomorrowland where we have a couple different things to close out the show on. Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, and this is my favorite show. Oh, I was wondering if you were ever going to – I was going to ask you that at the end. You never said your favorite, but I'm glad that you brought that up. This is a great show. Uh, definitely a lot of fun, interactive with the audience. A lot of the same technology they use with Turtle Talk with Crush. Mm. Uh, it's one that I've heard rumors that might be moving, but still, you know, moving different parks. Who knows? But if you like Monsters, Inc., great show. And if you like oh, com- stand-up it's comedy, it's hilarious. Yep. Yeah, so you can text in a joke for one part of the show where they uh, you give you a code and stuff while you're waiting in the pre-show area. That's one great thing Disney does while you wait for shows like – you get there and like the show's going and the show's 20 minutes long. They have pre-shows for all the shows. Mm-hmm. So there's a show before the show. So you don't really feel like you're waiting. There are pre-shows really funny with Mike Wazowski. You get to text in your joke. Alden has a joke video on YouTube. So if you really want to see some bad jokes that are great for Monsters, Inc., go to a YouTube video, 54 jokes by a five-year-old. Search that a whole five minutes of jokes that are perfect for Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, just about. So, you know, like, what's, uh, you know, brown and sticky? What? A stick. Oh, a stick. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that get read in the show. So go uh, check out 54 Jokes by a 5-year-old, and you'll get all the jokes you need. But I love this show. It's hilarious. I have yet to be that guy. That's, like, one of my Disney goals. I'll be that guy someday. I'm grumpy enough. It should be any time. So, all right, we'll move along. I could talk forever about that. This one, I don't know if it's a show, if it's a ride, if it's just horrible. It's open seasonally. It's Stitch's Great Escape. It's everybody's least favorite thing in the park. That's not. This isn't Is it a, a show? show. No, that's an attraction. No, and just don't do it. Yep. But it doesn't move. It's not a it ride. It's... There's a harness. It's it's not an attraction. It's not it's a show, awful. and it needs to go. Yep, there we go. Everything on Stitch. All right, moving along. So there's one show not listed here, and that's in Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. You have Sunny Eclipse. It does not mention Sunny, but he does sing in there. I don't know if he gets mentioned in the Times Guide or anything. That'd be like a total hidden show. So last one listed here to close it all out is Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Yeah, one that I haven't done for a while. Definitely need to go back. Um, yeah, it just uh, always keep missing that one. So, I, yeah, I'll have to get that my next trip. I do like it. Um, I feel like it's dated a little bit. I think it does need some revamping. It got one before, um, so I don't know how long ago. I think they just, they just need to update the last scene, keep the first scenes all the same. The gap that they jump over is going to be bigger, but the last scene needs to be in the future. Um, we have video chat now. Yeah. Um, I can talk to appliances to set things. Um, I mean, I set my alarm clock earlier today by saying, hey, Siri. And, she, oh, she's doing it again. Siri, stop. You know, it, it happens. Uh, hopefully I won't burn a turkey ever. But if this year at Christmas I can say, like, hey, Siri, Christmas lights 30% brighter, there's definitely time to update. Okay, Siri, be quiet. Shush. Um, so, you know, we're there. 
there. They need to update the last scene. I feel adamantly about those. Don't touch them. Last scene, update it. We'll be good. It uh, goes in a circle. You move. It's a ride and a show, Derek. A very slow ride. Now, there is one more thing. On the Magic Kingdom map, at the bottom of the picture of the map, there's a little thing that says entertainment. And it lists move it, shake it, dance, play it, street party. So that's kind of a parade. It also lists the Festival of Fantasy. Not, not really a show. It's a parade. It's a moving show. And then it, re- it lists happily ever after. So it does list the Nighttime Spectacular on there under a whole separate spot on the map called Entertainment. But if being true to what's on the map that is there, it is listed happily ever after. Talked about a lot spectacular show. And one thing that surprised me that's not on the map anywhere is the castle show. Yeah, like there's all the characters, yeah, the show, and fireworks there, all day long. It seems like there's shows like, every it's not hour. On the map. No, and I think it's kind of a hidden yeah. thing, a surprise. People who don't rope drop or don't come 15 minutes before don't even get to see that opening show, and then they have them throughout the day. So definitely one we'll have to talk about more yeah. during our hidden shows episode. Yeah, so it's amazing what's not on a map. I think that's what impressed me the most with this show today. Studios does a good job listing um Animal Kingdom has a few big ones, but really the Epcot and Magic Kingdom are a little light on the big shows, and I think that's part of why they're adding a big theater to the Magic Kingdom and the big refurb coming up. Yeah, and that's going to be a massive theater, and then hopefully it's not like the studios where they keep Beauty and the Beast for 20 years because they've kind of made it clear that they want to switch something out every three Broadway-style productions, and then you can see kind of what they're doing on the cruise ships. Why not just bring some of those shows over and rotate them? I think would be a great idea. Sure. So So, there you go. That's everything this map has to offer. Well, hopefully that helped inform you a little bit more about what shows are around Walt uh, Walt Disney World. But I think, Doug, this episode has just given me a lot of ideas for a future episode. We'll plan it out in like a month. But the hidden shows, because I was like, oh, we missed that, but it's not on the map. So a lot of fun hidden Mm -hmm. shows that... Uh, a lot of people are their favorite shows, so a lot I of must do. Epcot's a whole episode. Yeah, Epcot is great. Epcot, I, it's all on episode on that. So, so a lot of fun things that if you're not a Disney regular, you miss, and a lot of things you don't want to miss. So we'll talk about that in an episode coming up. And of course, if you are thinking about doing a Walt Disney World uh, vacation and you want it to be magical and you don't want to miss anything, we highly recommend that you talk to Michelle McKnight. She is a rope drop queen. She is the sponsor of the show and the most amazing travel agent. Her email will be in the show notes, so please hit her up for a quote, and she'll definitely work with you on getting the best price, best resort, and during the best time. And then you can ask her any questions about any of the shows, because the great thing is, she's seen them all just like you, Doug. Yep, she has. All right, well, that's all the time that we have for today's episode on the show. But we'd like to hear from you. If you have a favorite, please let us know on Facebook and Twitter. We'll make that uh, kind of our question of the week. But for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. Please go on to Facebook and like us. Follow us on Twitter. And, of course, right now, go and subscribe because we love coming to you every week with crazy stuff about Disney. So thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio.